Hi there. I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 on Learning. Welcome to a new school year, a new beginning. Boy, it can be a bit chaotic, can't it? I hope you're holding up. I'm delighted to introduce you to a series that we will begin next week on the podcast. Schooling Effectively at Home with Desla Meekham is a series of five episodes that will cover defining roles for you and your child, learning about what motivates them and how you can leverage it. Deslin will address the complaining and crying and whining, whether it be yours or your child's. I know how it works. She will share ideas on how to come up with a game plan for when things become difficult, and she will provide assurance that it is not perfection, but progress that should be our goal. This introduction is a window into the reality of the day in the life of a learning coach. Each home is different. I hope this preview offers you hope that you can school effectively at home. My family has an ongoing K-12 story. I enrolled my three youngest daughters in a K-12 online school the first year it became available in my state. And you know, that was 20 years ago in 2002. I was a learning coach for eight years at home with three mostly wonderful daughters. And now I have to tell you that I do not regret a minute of it. My role has since changed as my family has grown and we have now started our second generation of our K-12 story. My K-12 graduate daughters now have children enrolled. This is important because we learned that we could make it work in our home. Was it easy? No. There were days when we had a house full of women in tears, but I can tell you that it was worth it. Absolutely. Joining me today is one of my all-time favorite people. Deslin Meekham and I met while we were experiencing schooling online adventure with our own children. I learned so much from her. I could spend every day with Deslin Meekham and just bask in the life experience that she would share with me. And I've actually done that a few times as we've been able to travel together across many state lines and share a message to learning coaches of hope, of support and comfort really to learning coaches just getting started or experienced ones who need to learn a few tricks. So Deslin, welcome to this webinar. Will you please share your ongoing K-12 story. Hi, Heidi, and hi, K-12 families. I'm so glad to be here with you. I hope I have some second-generation children in, uh, in the K-12 schools someday. My story started in about 2006. I believe that's when I started schooling with Idaho Virtual Academy with my daughter when she entered second grade, and we were able to do it for four years. And so many things I learned, and, and being with, with Heidi along the way, and sharing our heartaches and our good days. We kind of put together, each one of us kind of came up with our own unique way that we were handling the situations that we came across while we were at home. And I started to write mine down, like, oh, this worked with my daughter. This did not work with my daughter. And really started honing some of the things I was practicing on her and was able to, you know, through meeting Heidi, able to start sharing that with learning coaches across the nation. And so I've been working with learning coaches for over 12 years now across the nation. You know, they've had questions as they first started doing this and just being able to share some of the experiments that I tried on my daughter. Some worked, some didn't. And that's what you're going to find in this Pulling Effectively at Home series. It's just some of the experiments that I've done and tried to hone and, and the other stories that I've heard from learning coaches as well. So I'm so excited to, to be able to uh, share some highlights from this series. Thank you, Deslin. 
I wanted to begin with a quote from you from part one of the series, where you said, when a family rethinks school and brings their children home for learning, roles become complicated, relationships can become strained. Parent preparation is the key to schooling effectively at home. This is one of the reasons why you talk to families and why we shared some of the important things that happen. Things change when you bring a child home. Absolutely. Absolutely. I found that to be so true. And I found, I thought I had a really good relationship, you know, with my daughter and coming home, the roles did start to change and those relationships did start to become a little strained at times. And I found that I really had to look inward and not focus on changing her so much. But what could I do? How could I prepare to be a really effective learning coach and give her this experience that I had hoped for with her education? So just rethinking a few things as we started that first year and as we honed our skills throughout the next few years together really made a difference for us. Perfect. I chose to rethink every year. <laughs> right, whenever exactly. something comes up and is new. Deslin came up with five different parts to the episodes that we are going to be featuring on K-12 On Learning podcast. And this series will run through September and into October. And these five parts will give you some windows into things that can change your family. Now, this is for families who school online. This is for families who school traditionally. This is for families and relationships. Isn't that the best way that you can describe it, Deslin? Absolutely. Those relationships with the people we love and care for the most, they take a lot of work and a lot of effort. And when we start schooling at home, different things come into play. And so I really wanted to focus in on what I could do. These weren't quick fixes. It wasn't just a quick timeout and that was going to make all the problems go away. I had to really hone in on my child and how she was feeling and just some little quick tools that I could have. So they're not quick fixes. It's a slow fix, but such a rewarding fix. And so we've broken it down into these five parts, these five episodes to kind of give you some time to move from part one through part five and start working on some of the skills or just applying your personality and how this might work best for you in your home. Baby steps, right? Right, exactly. The first episode, we are going to address whose job is it? Why is this so important, Deslin? Well, I found really quickly in working with my daughter that I was making the schoolwork my job and I was worried whether math got done and I was worried whether the English assignment was written the right way and handed it on time. And I had to really kind of rethink how everything was playing out. At the time, I had an older son who was, you know, looking at jobs and going out into the world and starting that first job. And I found that he was nervous in the beginning. What was it going to be like at this new job? this fast food restaurant? And would he know what to do? And would he know when to go and what to wear? And just so many concerns with that new job. And as I watched that, I felt the same thing happen for us at home is I had to really look at my role as a parent and define that and say, okay, what what am I supposed to do every day? And I, I made a list and then had a conversation with my daughter. Okay, what's your job? You know, are you doing the math problems or am I doing the math problems? Whose job is this? And really defining that role and 
once I did that, I could push away some of the anxiety that I would feel every day over, oh, what if this doesn't get done on time? What if this doesn't get done right? And I could hand that control over to her and have her start looking at, you know, it's her job and quality of her life depends upon, you know, the quality of her day and the quality of her work. And so that's, that's what defining my job really helped me for as a learning coach and having that conversation with my daughter as well. So we go through that in detail here through this episode one. Thank you, Deslin. Part two, episode number two, what motivates these kids? <laughs> that was a big one for me. And I, I kind of wonder what motivated me too. Absolutely. You know, we, we do have to look at that. And sometimes it's really easy to look at our children and say, oh, I know what motivates them. You know, the phone motivates them or this, the video games motivate them. And we kind of have to take a look at that a little deeper. Sometimes we give labels to our kids. Oh, they're, you know, maybe they're lazy or oh, they're not motivated to do anything. And I don't believe that to be true at all. I believe they're very motivated. And so we want to look at some skills and some thoughts and ideas of how can we find first what does motivate them? How do I, as a parent, leverage that? What do I have control over? How much do I love them that I'm going to be able to hold them accountable for the things that they need to get done? And sometimes we look at, we talk a little bit, I believe, in the episode about, you know, reward systems. And usually that's what we go to first. We think, oh, if I can find the right sticker or the right prize, <laughs> they're going to get the work done, right? And my husband has always joked that a good reward system quickly becomes a hostage situation. <laughs> you know, it's like they're not going to do anything unless they have a sticker or unless they get their phone time. So we want to talk about that and we want to think that through on when a reward system goes south on us, what do we do? <laughs> How are we going to manage that, that shift in control and, and talk about those motivating items for our kids? I noticed that this crying, <laughs> complaining and whining came up kind of slowly, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> in real life. It, it does not come up very slowly on a school day. This is usually one of the first, I call it like the, the, the crack in the wall. This is usually that first little crack in, a, in sometimes a crumbling wall where it's, it's with crying, complaining and whining. And sometimes it's ours, right? <laughs> but most of the time we're right? so concerned about, about, our, about our children. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about empathy. That's so important. We're going to talk about empathy pretty much in every episode, I believe. But empathy, I, I've got to be okay. I've got to be okay with some crying and some complaining and some whining. It's going to happen. They're kids. I still cry and complain and whine. And so we want to be able to be okay with it. But then again, have some tools in our pocket, have some have some phrases that we can pull off and we can say, oh, you know, I help I help kids who are sitting in their chair, you know, when they're throwing a tantrum on the floor. I I help, you know, students who are respectful and kind. What do I have control over when that crying and, and the complaining and the whining hit? Also, we'll talk a little bit about some magic words, you know, feeling feel free to have friends over when X, Y, and Z are taken care of. And we learn how to neutralize some of these arguments. We can get quickly tied up with our kids because we love them so much, right? We want to be able to make our point with them and we want them to go, oh, you're right, mom. 
you're right. I should never complain about schoolwork again. And that that's just not <laughs> the reality of it. So just some tools and some tips here in this episode to get you through some of the crying and, and the complaining that comes along on a school day. Love this one, especially the word neutralize. So, <laughs> so absolutely. We do a word. lot. <laughs> we do a lot of neutralizing situations. <laughs> we do. This next episode, I think, was my favorite, Deslin, because you invited me to do a lot of thinking. You made me realize with your metaphor of me as an actual coach, what I needed to do to be prepared. Absolutely. Um, And I love sport analogies as well. I think they're great lessons for life. So if we're going to think about sports and, you know, the the coach, uh, as a coach of the football or the basketball team, I I know that my team is going to fumble. I know that my team is going to miss some baskets. They're going to miss some shots. They're going to miss some goals. And so as a coach, I'm going to prepare for that. We're going to, we're going to drill, right? We're going to practice. We're going to, we're going to feel bad when things don't go the way we had planned and we're going to be sad. And then we're going to readjust. We're going to switch it up. And so in this episode, we do kind of go over a a game plan for you as in all the stories and the tips and techniques that, uh, that we both share throughout these uh, episodes. We want you to apply your personality, right? You have unique children just like I do. And we want to apply your personality to it, but kind of give you some broad guidelines to go with. So really, you know, I'm holding my hands up here, but I'm looking at this, you know, game plan that I would write out with my daughter and I would write down, you know, oh, she, she breaks down every time we do spelling words. And, uh, you know, she would cry every time we, you know, had a, a writing assignment. So I would prepare for that. Didn't mean that she didn't cry and that she wanted to do spelling words all of a sudden. No, those things still happen. But I prepared myself for, ooh, okay, I need to prepare for the whining and the complaining, right? I I would just give myself little reminders. And then I would have an actual plan of what to do when, you know, she would break down about a writing assignment. How was I going to adjust? How was I going to quickly switch it up and say, okay, we're going to look at math now for a minute, or we're going to take a break and we're, we're going to go laugh for a little bit. So just again, some ideas in this episode to get you through, have you thinking ahead, looking at the details, looking at your unique family and your situation with one child or several children at home and kind of planning out, hmm, I know we're going to have tough days. I know we're going to fumble the ball. How can I prepare to adjust? Like I said, I can listen to you all day. And that made a big difference when I started to apply these techniques. So when I started schooling at home, I pictured how beautiful it was going to be in my lovely schoolroom and my children behaving. Cookies and <laughs> That's right. baking with our children. Oh, yes. It was such a magical dream, wasn't it? <laughs> it is. And it, there's no irony lost in the fact that I pictured a sandcastle now. <laughs> right. There's right before be the waves crash. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Got this picture-perfect castle. <laughs> We're not really going for perfection. No, we're period. We're not really. We're not going for perfection here. Exactly. Never. No, we're going for progress, right? We want to grow. We want to learn. I'm not a perfect mother, not a perfect learning coach. I never will be, but I'm going to grow. 
and I'm going to progress as we go along. And so in this episode, we're really talking about, you know, practice makes progress. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in practicing, you know, procedures and routines so that it can keep your day from falling apart when I know, when everybody knows again what their job is and we've practiced. Okay. What, what do we do with our computers at the end of the day? We've practiced. Where do all the library books go? You know, we, we've practiced. What do we do when right before we go to lunch or before we take a break? We're going to think through those things because oftentimes we look at these situations with our kids and we think, oh, bad behaviors. They're not cleaning up when they should or they're not getting their schoolwork done when they should. We look at the behavior instead of maybe stepping back for a minute and looking at hmm, the procedure. What is, what is our procedure for you know, library books? What is our procedure for completing the school day and completing assignments? When we look at you know, practicing these things over and over and having procedures in place, routines is another word for that. It helps us eliminate excuses because everyone does know what they need to do because we've practiced it. And when they don't do what they need to be doing, then we're going to practice it again. We might have to, well, I, I call them just refresher. Oh, it's time for a refresher course. You know, we're going to, we're going to go over, you know, what we do first thing in the morning when school starts. These procedures, these routines, they need to be practiced and you're going to need refreshers. Sometimes you're going to need one every week, especially if, depending on where your critical moments are during the day, is starting school really hard? Then let's come up with a procedure and let's practice it. We might have to practice it all year long. Is lunchtime a difficult time? Is it hard maybe getting them back on task? You know, even with your, and all of these things can apply from a kindergartner, you know, through a senior in high school. We just apply the age. We apply the circumstances that we're going through with them. So you can usually take any of these tips and by just, you know, maybe changing a few words, changing the tone of the voice, how I'm going to talk to my six-year-old as opposed to my sophomore just little, little strategies like that. But looking at, we're just looking at progress here. Doesn't have to be perfect. The waves are going to come. The the castle is going to fall away. And then guess what? Tomorrow we get to build a new sandcastle. Sometimes it's tomorrow. Sometimes it's even in the afternoon. We can turn a rough start around at any time. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we do that by having some procedures and just thinking about those critical times in your day that, that tend to, you know, cause some angst. How can we not look at our, our child and say, oh, bad behaviors. They're, they're not a, you know, a good student, but mm, what can I do? What can I retrain? I know I've told them this, but what can we practice and kind of have fun with it as well? I love that you want us to focus on us the one thing we can control. Exactly. That, and that's the hardest. It is really easy for me personally. It's easy for me to look at my children and say, Ooh, you have got some problems. Let me tell you how to fix them. I have got all the solutions, <laughs> but it's much harder for me to look in the mirror and say, Hmm, you have got some problems. <laughs> there are some things that we could work on here. That's harder to do. It's, it seems like it would be easier to just tell everybody how they should act, but I can really take good care of myself. I, I'm a big advocate for that. We've got to take good care of ourselves so that we feel good about the way we're parenting, about the way that we're going about our day. And when we mess up and when we lose our cool, we can fix that. 
we can always fix it. And we get to give our children the same luxury. When we've got a bad, you know, moment, a bad school day, we can fix it. That's okay. Tomorrow's coming and we're going to, we're going to adjust. Through this series, I just hope that you can walk away. You don't have to, you know, do every single thought and idea that comes, but pick and choose. It's like a buffet. Pick and choose what sounds good to you, some ideas that you might start to practice to enjoy these schooling days. And when they're a little tougher, be okay. Be ready to, oh, okay, that did not go well. I I didn't love the way I handled that. And reset. All right, reset, refresh, and let's try again. It's such a great model for our kids. I don't do it perfectly all the time. I have adult children now. I still struggle with that, but I'm not going for perfection, right? I'm trying to progress and trying to grow, and it's just an ongoing ongoing journey, but it's so it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding and a lot of hard work, but that's okay. Our kids are worth it. They're certainly worth it. So you can hear Deslin and the entire series on our podcast, and we hope that you'll join us and get some of those ideas, learn a few things that maybe you can implement in your home. And I know personally that it changed me enough that I began to appreciate the difficulty my children were having in learning because it was hard for me to learn. So I hope you'll join us. Thank you, Deslin, for jumping on with us today. We'll Thank see you. you through the month of September and into October, and we okay. will get this year started off right. Wonderful. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. To learn more about online public schools powered by Stride K-12, Stride Career Prep programs that foster lifelong learning, or any of the private school or individual course offerings, please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com. Special thanks to Tree K Studios for providing the music for us. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review. We hope you'll join us next time for K12 on Learning.